In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. It's going to take all of us working together. They try to get people in programs. They try to look out for people. They try to do everything they can to keep people from having records that they shouldn't have records. Okay. Um, and some people get themselves in a scrape where, you know, maybe they should have something on the record so right. that people can be watching them or, or they maybe be on probation. But the, the question is, why are these people in jail? Who does it affect the most? So one of the things I'm going to be looking at is how are we using the resources that are available to people? The second thing I want to look at is people that are in jail on nonviolent offenses, yeah. which happens to be mostly non you know, people, people with melon in their skin, right. a little more than others, they end up being in jail more often than not because they can't afford to make afford a bond be, right. on a case that most people can that make. That would be a typical bond on, yeah. on like a, a, a cocaine typical case. Bond. Let's say, for like example, that. you have a, a possession case, right. all right? Let's say you have a marijuana possession. Let's say you have over a half an ounce. Maybe a bond will be 3500 Maybe it will be right. 5000 But for some people, 500 so the 10% of that, 10 that, 500 bucks is unattainable. Don't have it. And, if you, and if you're already bad on your luck and already down on your luck before this happens, you're really not getting out of jail. Right. And then you already lost your job. Right. And then people start abandoning you right away. Definitely. And you lose your apartment. You have the you stigma lose, of it. it right. You, you have nothing to go back to. So right. you sit in there and hope you get a plea deal to get out. You know, you'll do anything to get out of that. Now, point. how long could you be sitting in jail waiting for your case to come up? If you have a felony case and it goes pat and it's not settled right away, and and so in general sessions we handle things and we sentence people up to 11 months and 29 days. Sometimes you can run consecutive sentences, but we only sentence on misdemeanors. Okay. If it's a if it's a felony case, we have to usually have a preliminary hearing or the person can bind it over. Um, so we make those decisions at, at on that level, and then they go up to criminal court. So a lot of decisions are made that affect people. So if a case gets bound over, so let's say someone came in front of me and they're in jail. They used to have to come to me within 14 days. Mm -hmm. If they're in custody, you have to be heard within 14 days. If I bind that case over without doing a bomb reduction or without taking a look at that or whatever, they can sit in jail before their next hearing four to six months before they even get up wow. to criminal court and comes out of the grand and that's, jury. And you're saying that's because they don't have $500 or $1,000 to get, to, to get to out of jail. Get wow. and, I, and I think the DA's office now is, is taking a really hard look at that, trying to see... Now, you're, you're in like a county jail situation. You're not in... Oh, the whole county. Prison. All Davidson County. Right. So anyone in Davidson County so who gets arrested comes to, comes to our court system. Now, how dangerous is it to be in the county system? Is that... It's, <laughs> I'm sure it's There's not... All none of us want to be in that. Listen, I, I've had clients that have been been raped in jail oh, in jail not prison in jail You're not talking about san quentin in, in, in local jail right. I've, I've had wow. i've had clients have been raped in jail it's crazy i have i've had clients that have died in jail yes, due to beatings wow. i've had clients that have then they look jail is its own city the county jail is its own city the thing is darren hall and his people they try very hard to, to eradicate things and try to make things right and, and they they have a new system they have a bunch of new systems that we have a new jail downtown mm -hmm. and the, and they're and they're doing a lot of good things a lot of positive things but the thing is they can't stop some of the drugs that are coming into the jail so they're right. so if you want drugs in jail you it doesn't matter it. what drugs you want you can right. order what you want if you have the money you have people putting you stuff on your books it, yeah. or commissary you can get what you want wow everything's for sale 
So opium, black tar, heroin, and, um, and all of that stuff. When I say anything you right. want, you can get in jail. Wow. You can get it in jail. Wow. So when you, so, so Paul, when you become a judge, kind of tell us, walk us through, because I think a lot of people just don't know. I mean, I, I didn't know until I started doing a little bit of research. What exactly does a judge do beyond hearing the cases and making um, decisions kind of, you know, snap decisions based on their interpretation of the law? What are some of the other things that judges do in the community to make sure that we have a better community and, and a better Nashville? I think judges need to be aware of what's happening and paying attention to, you know, obviously watching the news as a criminal defense attorney or as a judge or as a DA is important because the news doesn't always get it right, That's first true. of all. But the thing is, you can kind of see. I think things. it frequently gets it wrong. Actually. Right. It's well, they get, a, uh, they get they get a lot of things wrong because they're right. just reporting what they what they've uncovered. But that's right. not necessarily the truth. Right. Um, well, especially when you get into partisan news, because you're you're telling your base what they want to hear. It doesn't mean that right. it doesn't even have to be true. It's it's entertainment, just like watching This Is Us or or watching uh, or Shark Tank or some of those favorite shows. Or real It's just entertainment. Reality. So you look at Tucker Carlson and Hannity, even Don Lemon, it's entertainment. They're telling people that have oh, similar they're to, views. They're, to their, yeah, they're, they're pandering to, their, to their whoever audience, their audience yeah. is and what right. they like and what right. gets people riled up in even, a certain way. Even a lot of pictures, and I, I avoid the Ukraine war like the plague because um, I just I just don't want my sponsors to pull out. So I try not to get into things that are too polarizing. But there's this picture of President Zelensky who's doing a fantastic job from what I've seen that he's really stood up. He's made some Churchill-esque statements about this war. But there's this picture of him suiting up like he has the aviator air force suit on and people are praising him and saying now that's what a real good leader looks like well that's been proven to be a picture he took three years ago for yeah. a promo so right. it's just there's so it's much like, it's like wag the dog it doesn't mean that he's not a, doing a fantastic job but people are being gaslit there's misinformation and disinformation out there you just have to you have 100%. to be careful of, of what you trust and what you believe so everything that you see does have a slant and at the end of the day i'm in media a lot of this stuff is read a lot of anchors, they're reading a teleprompter. So if a teleprompter tells them to say X, they say X. If a teleprompter tells them to say Y, they, they say Y. But um, I, think that, points. I think that leaders like yourself, it's just, it's just so important that, that you invest in the community as someone that gets elected. As we close, uh, first and foremost, great having you on the show. Thank you. So I've had a lot of fun. I've been looking for a legal mind to come and do some spots with us. So I hope that you come back. Hey, because anytime, uh, anytime we're not I'm always outside. We do outside during the spring and summer, but you know we do indoors when it's a little cold. I always ask people: You're an entrepreneur. You're you're uh, a bright legal mind, um, um, a rising star, uh, soon to be a public servant. I respect what you're doing because I factually know being a judge is going to pay you a lot less money <laughs> than having your own practice and, and representing people. So people that do public service. They're leaving money on the table. They're really focused on what they can do for their community as opposed to what they can do for themselves. And I don't, I don't think that we can ever forget that. I love Nashville. As, let, me, right. let me tell you something. I love right. Nashville. I love all of Nashville. Right. I've represented the, the poor people. I've represented right. rich people. I've represented black people, Muslim people. Mm. You know, I've, I've represented Kurdish people, Spanish people. I speak two languages. Okay. I, my family coming from the islands, I care about the diversity West Indian work ethic a lot of a lot of work ethic coming from 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 the West Indies uh, my last question to you anytime we have someone 
who's in a leadership position or, or seeking a leadership position. I'm always curious. I talk a lot on the show about my time in corporate America. I was one of the youngest black vice presidents in the Blue Cross system. I was an executive at 37. And I was always awesome. in a room where I was 15 years younger than everyone. I was the only black person in the room. I work with a lot of people. They never had a black person tell them what to do. That's so awesome. they never had a black person to say, get off your arse and come to work and get this done. I don't want to hear excuses. We're running a, a nine-figure portfolio. It has to get done. Right. It's got to be done. I never work with people. You know, people have never seen anything like that. Now that I'm you know, 43, I'm still younger than most of the people, but not a baby anymore. And I've learned a lot about social intelligence. I've learned a lot about motivating people. Sometimes you have to understand that, that you're a young black person and, and you can't you can't do some of the same things that other people can do to motivate because it just doesn't work. You have to know the audience. You have to know the room. But I'm always very curious of, of people like yourself. What are some of the cornerstones of leadership and things that you've learned over the years? Just being a leader, building teams, building relationships. Like you said, you've defended a myriad of clients from a myriad of, of social backgrounds. What, what are your thoughts on just being a leader? What are some of the, the cornerstones and some of the uh, ideals that you implement daily to, to be a leader? Well, there's a lot there. Um, first, first thing is tell the truth, shame the devil. Ah, man. That's one of that. my, my mom always used Tell to say that. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Mm. And the thing is, being honest and transparent, mm. I think, is a keystone to, and a cornerstone to building a good relationship with people. Yeah. And I think being able to have true speak to people and, mm. and, and, and tell things just as they are and for them to know to trust you and also, I think, getting your hands dirty. Getting in there and like tilling the earth. The thing is, that's what you do as, as a criminal defense attorney. You, you get in there and you, you open it up and you look at what it is and try to make sense of it and then see how you can get your client to a better position. Mm -hmm. So I think utilizing some of those tools of working with the people, working for the people, making sure that they see that you care, listening. You know, we, we have things called hearings in court. The thing is, as a judge, I think you don't need to just hear, but you actually need to listen. And you need to make decisions based on that. And I think you need to try to influence what's happening in the court so that other people can see. And people don't fear coming to court. I don't want anyone to ever fear coming to court, whether you're a victim, a witness, a That's defendant, a, a police officer. The thing is, just tell the truth. I mean, I have plenty of police officers, great friends of mine. And things. a lot of people don't like the police or whatever. But the thing is, they're... They're choosing to put their lives on the line every day to get out there and work for us. That's true. And they, you know, what I'm saying, and a lot of people are like, oh. I'm very, I'm very high on police, Paul. I get, I get ripped but, but by, no one likes by, bad by my constituents because there's this narrative that police are against black people. I refuse to buy into that. I literally, anyone in Hendersonville knows me. If I'm at Jonathan's or I'm somewhere and I see a group of police officers, I buy them around a beer. You know, I always say, thank you very much for your service to the Hopefully community. Hopefully they're not in uniform. There's, <laughs> there's, uh, there's always, there's always going to be 10% dirt bags in every industry. There are 10% of lawyers are dirt bags. 10% of pastors are dirt bags. 10% of teachers are dirt bags. So that 10% of police that are dirt bags, unfortunately, they kill and harass and assault people in, in the system 
having judges like you, I'm sure won't be able to get away with that Wait. indefinitely. But I'm not going to cast aspersions on on, on all, all of you. Can't, yeah, I'm not you can't. I mean, just I like, some, like, like, like like just like someone have had a, has a bad experience with a black person right. and right. thinks that all black people are like right. that. Or right. just like if I have a bad experience with a white person right. or or a Hispanic person yeah. or a Muslim person, that I think that all yeah. people are like it's that. That's politics, terrible. Man. If you if you buy into that, I've had great experiences with police here in Hendersonville, and quite frankly, the only time in my life where an adult man has put his hands on me was an African American police when I lived in Seattle. <laughs> you know, I've never, I've did never, you take him down? Did you take him down? I did not take him down. Uh -huh. He was a sergeant, <laughs> and he was about six seven. <laughs> 320 pounds and I didn't, right, I didn't I mean, want I, no piece of that and he basically was ready to handcuff me for jaywalking on a on a Sunday just a random Sunday downtown Seattle no one's out there I'm walking to work and we were able to discuss our way through it but um wow I'm not one of those people that's anti-police. Now I'm gonna call out when you're kneeling on someone's neck and choking him and oh. taking pictures like Hulk Hogan and having fun with it. You know, yeah. putting your hand behind the ear and flexing your muscles while you're killing someone. No. I'm gonna call that nonsense 100%. out. I'm gonna call out when you're emptying a clip on someone that's 50 feet away from Having you running away. You, you know, I'm gonna call that out. I'm gonna call out when you're when you're doing a no-knock warrant and you kill Breonna Taylor who's asleep. 100%. I'm gonna call that out. But that. The police that do, that do the, the the check here every hour, I don't I don't it's 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 not the same thing. Like I'm not blaming I'm not going to blame. It's not the thing is if right. something happened right now, right. and a lot of people they, they say I call the police right. and I'm like well I thought you didn't like the you police. You don't like them, right? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. If you're a man, you don't cry about it. You take life, the ups and downs. If you're a real man, you never go down, you just stay up. That's why I'm the world champion. That's why this sport coat costs $800, and that costs $200. And I don't know what that costs, I'd be ashamed to wear it. That's why I'm wearing lizard shoes and a Rolex watch, and I got a limousine sitting out there a mile long with 25 women just dying for me to go, woo! Because I'm the world champion, sucker. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.